Welcome to The Wellness Connection with your hosts, Roddy Aglis and Peter McCarthy. Our program provides you with timely and relevant information on the state of your health and the topics surrounding it, such as natural remedies, green living, expert opinions, important facts, and more to contribute to your healthy lifestyle. Now, here are Peter McCarthy and Roddy Aglis. Hello and welcome to the Wellness Connection. I'm your co-host, Roddy Aglis. And I'm your co-host, Peter McCarthy. On today's episode of the Wellness Connection, we'll be interviewing one of the pioneers of the natural health world, Udo Erasmus, who will share with us his perspective on how we can achieve total mastery of our total health. And in our Health Freedom segment, returning guest and attorney Jim Turner will update us on efforts to roll back the potentially dangerous 5G EMF technology. And of course, we'll share with the supplement of the week, the burning question, and the drug-induced nutrient depletion update. But first, first up, Radia, you have some intriguing information on the health benefits of a popular spice. Sure, yes, I do, Peter. You know, garlic has been shown to have cardiovascular protective and immune modulatory per- properties, according to a study published in the Journal of Nutrition. This study was an update of a previous meta-analysis on the effect of garlic on blood pressure and reviewed the effect of garlic on cholesterol and immunity. The authors searched the Medline database for randomized control trials published between 1955 and December 2013 on the effect of garlic preparations on blood pressure. In addition, they reviewed the effect of garlic on cholesterol and the immunity. The updated meta-analysis on the effect of garlic on blood pressure, which included 20 trials with 970 participants, showed a decrease in systolic blood pressure and a decrease in diastolic blood pressure compared with placebo. A previously published meta-analysis on the effect of garlic on blood lipids, which include 39 primary randomized control trials and 2,300 adults treated for a minimum of two weeks suggested that garlic be effective on reducing total and LDL cholesterol by 10% if taken for more than two months by individuals with slightly elevated LDLs. Garlic has immune modulating effects by increasing macrophage activity, natural killer cells, and the production of T and B cells, and clinical trials have shown garlic to significantly reduce the number of duration and severity of upper respiratory infections. You know, it really is just amazing. And I think so many people, especially in our culture, shy away from garlic because, oh, it's going to make me stink and my <laughs> breath is going to smell. And mm-hmm. But, you know, you look at these, these societies around the world yeah. that use garlic as a daily part of their dietary plans. Mm-hmm. And got to say, they enjoy much better health on average than we do here in the U.S. of A. Besides the fact that it's very yummy in most food and (laughs) makes most food that we cook delicious, but also I have used garlic uh, uh, with my clients for years as an excellent uh, natural antibiotic. And so when, you know, somebody gets a cold or feels like they're getting a cold or flu, I give them a recipe of, uh, it's it's an onion soup, but it's a combination of whole onions, which is also very good for the respiratory, and garlic with a little chick a little chicken broth is always good with Bragg's amino acids, so add your amino acids, and lemon. 
and you just cook that up until the onions and garlic are nice and soft and then literally eat that while you're having a cold and flu and you will reduce the duration of that considerably. Don't doubt it for a second. Yeah. Called, I call it my curandera soup. Curandera <laughs> is, is Spanish go. for healer. There you are. Yep. All right. So, Peter, your story highlights the new acknowledged health benefits of an ancient Chinese beverage. It does indeed, Roddy. A study published in the International Journal of Food Science Nutrition shows that a component of green tea can have a beneficial effect on lowering LDL cholesterol. The study was a systematic review of the literature for the ability of green tea epigallocatechin gallate, or EGCG, to lower low-density lipoprotein cholesterol, or LDLC. Study subjects were limited to healthy individuals and randomized controlled trials on human serum lipid levels, especially LDLC. A total of 17 trials involving 1,356 subjects met all of the inclusion criteria, and the study authors concluded that consumption of green tea, EGCG, resulted in a significant reduction of LDLC at any baseline level and at any dose between 107 and 856 milligrams per day. So, you know, if you're concerned about your cholesterol, mm -hmm. drink mm -hmm. There you go. Garlic and, and green, green tea. tea. Yeah, but not at the same time. No, no, it really <laughs> tastes good, but I'll tell you, uh, green tea I've been using also for weight loss, um, and it's it's got so many important antioxidant properties in it. So I would assume that the combination of the weight loss and the reduction of cholesterol go hand in hand, and green tea is fabulous. I put it in. I, I kind of curtailed myself with coffee and I'm doing much more green tea with a little stevia in the morning. I'm really liking it. Good. Mm -hmm. All right. Good for you. Yeah. And now I'm delighted to introduce our special guest for today. Udo's Erasmus is the co-owner of the Udo's Choice brand, a global leader in cutting edge health products, as well as an accomplished author, including fats and oil fats that heal, fats that kill, that has sold over 250,000 copies worldwide. Udo has impacted over 5 million lives by passionately conducting 5,000 plus live presentations, 3,000 plus media interviews, 1,500 staff trainings, and traveled to 40 plus countries with his message on how to achieve perfect health. Udo, welcome to the Wellness Connection. Hey, glad to be on. Yay. Well, Udo, let's get right into it. You have some strongly held opinions about healthcare in the U.S. today. What do you think is wrong with healthcare and our healthcare system? Well, it's not healthcare. You know, all the arguments in the United States about uh, making universal healthcare. No, 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 no. You're, they're trying to make universal disease management. There's nothing wrong with disease management, but it is not healthcare. The difference is you get sick and then you try to suppress symptoms, you try to manage the crises, you do um, uh, basically disease management, life support systems, and they all have a place. But what about healthcare, which was more proactive instead of trying to fight disease? Why don't we chase health? But then we have to understand what health is and medicine does, does studies diseases, it doesn't study health. 
And that's a huge, that's stupid. That's like saying, I want to know what the nature of light is, so let me look into the darkness. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's a really good, good way of putting it, Udo. Yeah. Uh, just what's your opinion on where all of this emphasis on disease management versus true health care originated? Well, I, I think it's because human beings tend to be very ignorant. So they, they start paying attention when they've got a problem. Instead of, instead of enjoying when they don't have a problem, they neglect themselves until they have a problem. And then out of around that neglect, a whole industry was created. And of course, it's a very lucrative industry. If you never cure anything and just suppress symptoms, then every two days you got to take a pill or every two hours you got to take a pill. And you can have somebody depending on your pills that you sell for enormous profits for a whole lifetime, which will not be a healthy lifetime and it will be foreshortened because you're not actually addressing the problem. But it's good business the way that we've set it up. If, if doctors only got treated when people were healthy and lost their income when people were sick, or got sick, even though they had the care, then I think the whole system would change very quickly. So, you know, that kind of begs the question, Udo, why do you think you're smarter than the so-called experts who have set up this so-called healthcare system? Well, I think it may be because I was born in a war. So I got very early my experiential knowledge of what happens when we don't pay attention to making it work and wait for a crisis. And when I was six years old, I, I was living in Germany after the war and watched adults argue about really trivial stuff. And I said, God, there must be a way that human beings can live in harmony. And I'm going to find out how. And that question is the same question I ask about health. God, there are so many people are sick. You know, I, st- I got a master's degree in counseling psychology. And all of my, my teachers had physical problems. And I said, how can they be so smart about behavior and so stupid about their bodies? And when, everywhere I look, it's always been like that. Wow, why are so many things not working? They could all be working but they can't be working the way we're doing it. We have to look at it in a different way. Who invented health? It came out of life. Life invented health in nature. If you live out of alignment with nature, and you know, I'm sitting here in front of a microphone, in front of a computer with the headset on, with, uh, you know, with clothing on, uh, with the shades drawn, there's sun coming in the other window, but I, I'm not exactly living in nature. And then if we're not going to live in nature, then what do we need to do to simulate how it was in nature before we got so civilized and got so far out of line with nature? So I'm really just asking a different question. And of course, when you ask a different question, you get a different answer. I just think health is a better answer than, than absence of disease or, or symptom suppression. You know, this brings to mind, Udo, uh, something that one of my favorite office authors, Sir Ken Christopher, said, and he's an educator, but he had some very insightful uh, comments about the healthcare system in the Western world. And he said that basically the issue was that the 
average Westerner uh, had the propensity to, to cut off what was going on in their head from the rest of their body. And that there was no connection between the mind and the body, which right. of course is totally fallacious. But you know, what do you think about that insight? Well, I, I think if you, if you look at human beings and human nature and human history, I would say that the most important neglected arena is us sitting down, being still, bringing our awareness inside into our own presence and feeling what it feels like to be alive. So we're talking about internal awareness, we're talking about life energy, and we're talking about inspired creativity, all of which are internal. And in order to bring them out and express them into the world, we have to bring our awareness in touch with those internal places. And to do that, we have to make time to actually do that. And we're not doing it. And, that's that. and, and so what we're instead doing mostly is we're just reacting to things that come at us from the outside environment. Yeah. So, Udo, how do you define health? Well, the, I, I wrote a book uh, uh, recently called The Book on Total Sexy Health, The Eight Key Parts Designed by Nature. And the way I describe health is it's, it's your natural state, but it's also your sexy natural state. It's also being in touch with the energy and having vitality because you're in touch with it. It's also about having some wisdom because you're in touch with the place where wisdom comes from, which is from internally from the core of your own being. Well, other than, other than that core, and you, you've got a sympathetic audience here, here with, uh, or with the two co-hosts, mm -hmm. what else affects health in your opinion? Well, everything affects health. That's, uh, you know, that's why I wrote the book. The book, is, the book on total sexy health is, a, is an overview of everything that affects health, which is everything, which means that if you want to live a really good life, you have to give everything it's due. Now, when I say everything, what do I mean? Well, what we're doing to the environment affects our health. What we do to each other affects our health. How we do our relationships, how we feel about ourselves, what we eat, what we drink, how active we are, how much time we take to rest and recover, what our politics, what we do in politics, what we do in religion, everything affects health. So you have to look at everything and you need to bring eight parts, eight parts, internal awareness, uh, life energy, inspired creativity, those are the internal parts, then the physical body, then survival smarts, then... Um, a social group, you know, because who you hang out with affects your health too. If you hang out with certain people, you get shot. If you hang out with different people, they make you emotionally sick. You know, and we have this saying as kids, we used to say when we got really angry at somebody, you make me sick, right? Because we know that, that other people affect us. And then we have nature, planet, solar system, and then we have the big picture of being small temporary creatures in a very large universe and being okay with all of that. Mm -hmm. And then living fully present in all of our being and our surroundings and not lost in thoughts in our head that make mm -hmm. us blind and deaf. Mm -hmm. So Udo, how does our 
you know, tell our listeners how, from your perspective, how our body works to maintain health. Well, uh, okay, the body doesn't maintain health. Health maintains the body. Uh, if, you, if you think about it, you have a body, that body is created by life. And when life and the body part company, your body's done. So life is actually perfect health because it is formless. It weighs nothing. It runs everything. It's formless. It's indestructible. I call it perfect health. And your body could be completely wrecked. Your, your uh, mind could be completely disorganized. Your social group could be completely dysfunctional and your environment could be a disaster area. And you could, your life would not be affected by any of those. Your mind would be, your body would be, but your life is not affected by anything that's going on outside. That's why it's possible to recover because something in us is whole no matter what's going on in the, in the world that we measure. Mm-hmm. So would you define that uh, and you know, some, some of the uh, teachers that uh, I've read uh, would define that as your inner being. Is that a, an accurate description, do you think? Yeah, yeah, the inner being, life. Yeah, if, if you, you know, if I say to you, I point at your body and I say, whose body is that? I even say it, whose body is that? You say, well, it's my body. Well, when you say that, you're actually saying that you are not the body. You're the owner of the body, if that's your body, right? And of course, I call it your body too. So I'm saying you're not the body either. The truth is, we act as though we were the body. But the body is actually our servant, and life is who we are. And when you look at this planet, life is what makes this planet interesting. It's what makes, it's the greatest treasure we have. And when life and and the body part company, the body has no existence of its own. Life will just go where energy goes. Mm -hmm. Life is indestructible. So life actually creates the body out of nature. Yeah, law of thermodynamics. You can Yeah. You can change energy but you can't destroy it. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, we'll continue our interview with Udo Erasmus after a brief message from our sponsor. You're listening to the Wellness Connection on Voice America Digital Radio Network. and good health, two essential building blocks for a full and rich life. But sometimes in our complex and stressful world, both can be lost, and you need to find a natural way to get them back. Enter CBD oil, a natural approach to restoring harmony to your body and your life. But not just any CBD oil. For natural results, you want to be sure the CBD oil you use is produced the right way. Wave Organics offers pure CBD oil from hemp raised naturally on farms in Colorado. The oil is extracted using supercritical CO2, which is free of toxic solvents. In fact, Wave controls every step in the process, offering quality control and natural approaches from seed to shelf. Visit waayb.com to learn more and use the code WellnessConnection for a 10% discount on your first order. Wave Organics, pure natural CBD. You're listening to The Wellness Connection. 
If you have a question or comment for Peter Aradia, please send it via email to the Wellness Connection AHI at gmail.com. That's the Wellness Connection AHI at gmail.com. Now, let's return to this week's show. Welcome back to the Wellness Connection and our continuing interview with Udo Erasmus. Udo, our discussion thus far kind of begs the question why do you think we get sick? We get sick because we depart from health. You know, health, you know, we, we think of uh, health is the absence of disease. Actually, that's backwards. Disease comes from the absence of health. Health is a presence. Disease comes from absence. And, and where it begins is that our awareness wanders off from our wholeness. And so we go into the world, uh, you know, after we're born and we're looking around and we have to do this and that to survive, we forget that there's something within us that is always whole and can never not be whole. But our, because our awareness, we're trying to look for wholeness in places where wholeness doesn't live. Wholeness lives in us, so we can't go on the outside and suck in wholeness. We have to bring our awareness back to where wholeness lives in us. That's where diseases begin. When I don't feel connected to my core, then I feel uneasy or something is missing or like I've lost something or I feel longing or loneliness or restlessness or emptiness or sorrow, sometimes even depression or hopelessness comes from trying to find out where, where I will feel taken care of and not being able to find it because I'm looking in all the wrong places. So out of that comes negativity or dis, uh, disconnection leads to discontent. And then out of discontent comes negativity in how we feel, because that's a negative feeling, how we think, or what we think, how we speak, what we do, and what the outcomes of what we do are going to be. When we feel whole because we are connected, it cha- we have a different feeling that leads to different thoughts, that leads to different uh, uh, words, that leads to different actions, that leads to different outcomes. Huge difference between feeling discontent and content as a starting point for disease or a, a return to health. So Udo, tell our listeners how you think we can get well um, <laughs> uh, the single most neglected part is to take the time and bring our awareness home to where we are because we have, we're going everywhere on the outside and, and we're neglecting the inside. We don't even know who we are. We don't even know what we are. We don't even know. Like I've asked people sometimes, tell me, what does it feel like to be alive? And I get this total cockamamie mental BS answers that make it really clear that the, the, the honest answer would be, I have no idea. I have no idea what it feels like to be alive because I'm not, never really present in my life. I'm enjoying stuff on the outside. I never actually sit down and enjoy what it feels like to be alive. And it feels amazing if you sit still long enough and you go deep enough and you practice a little till, so you get good at it. So... Um, yeah. So in, your, in the first half of our interview, Udo, uh, you yeah. introduced our audience 
to the concept called the eight parts. Yeah. Would you please go into a little more depth with each one of them? Uh, give, give our uh, audience, uh, you know, a couple of three seconds. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. If you look at a bullseye, we're going to start from the center of the bullseye and you are, the, are that bullseye. You and your world is the bullseye. So we start at the center, the most neglected. I call it internal awareness. This is like, you know, if you look at, if you look at, a picture, like if you look at a, some scenery, you see the scenery, but who is looking? What is it that's looking? And if you become aware of what, what it is that's looking, it's called being aware of awareness. That's the center point. I call that beyond health because that awareness is part of what, pe- what physicists call the field, what religious people call God, not the guy with the beard, but God, the, the power that created the universe. And I call it beyond health because the awareness is beyond health and illness and it's beyond even life and death. So when a person dies, they, their awareness falls back into its source. That's where the awareness goes. It's an ecstatic process, by the way, other than struggling not to let go. Uh, so that's the first one. The second one is life energy. That's the thing. The life energy is uh, is what makes us alive. And when it separates from the body, the body dies. I call that perfect health because life energy cannot get sick. Then the third one is uh, the first part of mental health, inspired creativity. That's the, that's the shine from life energy. When you're in touch with life energy, there's a shine. And in that shine is your, is your inspiration and your creativity and your originality and your inventiveness and your genius. And then the fourth one is the physical body. That's the one we always talk about, food and fitness. So physical body, it's made from light, oxygen, water, and food. Digestion is really important in, that pro- in, the, in, the, in the food part to make the body. And it's made for activity, balanced with not doing anything, rest, recovery, sleep. Uh, that's, that's physical health. Uh, then there's social health, social group. And social group is your connection with other people, how you belong, how you cooperate, how you find companionship, uh, family, you know, all of that obviously plays an important who are your buddies, you know, whether, you're, whether you bring b- truth into your group or you just uh, protect, do it old boy networks where you cover for each other when you should actually be exposing the, the, the kind of corruption that people sometimes carry on. Uh, then there's environmental health. That's about nature, planet, and solar system. Uh, that's where all our resources come from. 99% gratitude for everything that the planet supplies. And 1% respect because it can be dangerous. Uh, and then the, the, the last one is beyond health too. And that's like the big picture. That's, that's you know, if if the first one, internal awareness, is God in me, then 
infinite awareness is me in God. Um, you know, again, we're back to the field, the awareness that is undifferentiated, has no form, therefore cannot lose its form, and therefore is beyond destruction and beyond death. So those are the eight, those are the eight parts. Each one is different in its nature, has a different function, needs a different kind of attention on a regular basis, goes off in a different way and responds to a different kind of intervention. You want a whole life, you got to give all of them their due. So, you know, you've, you've shared this message now with millions of people around the world. Mm-hmm. In your experience, what's been the primary thing that has held people back from being able to embrace all of this? I, I would say, given that the, the uh, internal awareness, life energy, and inspired creativity are the most neglected parts, what holds people back mostly is that there is no culture on this planet that is consistent in encouraging people to take the inner track. When people hear about it, they're actually blown away. Oh, my God, I never really thought about it. And people more and more, because we're now under pressure, because we're in the process of destroying the planet, environmentally, politically, relationship-wise, you know, in in every way. We're up against 300,000 years of human existence and neglect and trying trying to find substitutes for not doing our homework. So we're, we're under pressure now to get, to get, back to the place from where we feel fulfilled and we feel whole and we express that wholeness into the world that we create. It's, mm-hmm. it's finding a deeper state of being and creating a world in line with that state of being because we've created the mess out of a messy state of being. That's just natural. Whatever our state of being is, is going to be expressed into the world. So, uh, I think the biggest thing is people haven't heard how how this works. And by the way, I've been doing this now for 69 years. This is what I started doing when I was six years old, when I saw people arguing and saying, you know, there must be a way to to put it together. This is is the conclusion of that. Well, how Uh, how can our listeners find out more about you and your activities? Uh, I have a, I have, we're just building a platform. It's udoerasmus.com. And uh, that's, that's about the whole picture. And I have another website called Udo's Choice. That's about the products that I've, that I've worked with. Uh, And I'm also on Facebook and, and YouTube and LinkedIn and a whole bunch of places. I'm not hard to find Udo Erasmus. Uh, UdoRasmus.com and UdosChoice.com are the two websites. Well, Udo, we know you have much more to share with us, and uh, we certainly appreciate the insights that you did offer us uh, during our interview with you. But that's all the time we have for today. Thank you, Udo Erasmus, for joining us on The Wellness Connection. Thank you, Peter and Radia. And we'll be right back after this brief message from our sponsor. You're listening to The Wellness Connection on Voice America Digital Radio Network. Do you?
you or a family member have trouble concentrating, staying on task, remembering things? Does everyday life stress you out or are you in a bad mood? Well, we may have just the solution. Neurobiologics' new nutritional formula, Full Focus, created by leading neurotologist and neuroimmune specialist, Dr. Kendall Stewart, with 12 active ingredients carefully crafted by a physician to maximize brain performance, memory, and mood. For more information on this product and to view a video by Dr. Stewart explaining how Full Focus works and may be helpful to you or your family, please visit neurobiologics.com. Neurobiologics, where our mission is your health. You're listening to The Wellness Connection. If you have a question or comment for Peter or Radia, please send it via email to thewellnessconnectionahi at gmail.com. That's thewellnessconnectionahi at gmail.com. Now, let's return to this week's show. Rania, you know what that means. It's post time, time for the supplement of the week. And what supplement are we posting this week? Well, so several customers have asked me, what is PPC? So let's start by saying that every cell in your body is contained in a lipid matrix called phospholipids. Sort of like the skin for the cell, keeping the insides in and the outsides out. Therefore, the integrity of every cell in your body relies on strength. PPC or phosphatidylcholine is the most predominant phospholipid and the major fat of your cell membranes and blood proteins. PPC is also an essential nutrient and precursor to acetylcholine, a neurotransmitter in the autonomic nervous system that is used in a number of cognitive processes like activating muscles or plays an important role in arousal, attention, memory, and motivation. And phosphatidylcholine actually makes up a large part of the volume of vital brain cells and is incorporated into all of your neurons. So when choline levels are low in the blood, the body will literally cannibalize phosphatidylcholine from the cell walls in order to make acetylcholine. And although phosphatidylcholine is a fat contained in eggs, soybean, mustard, sunflower, and other foods, most people do not get enough of this vital nutrient in their diet. So taking PPC as a supplement may benefit your brain health by boosting your memory, enhancing intellectual skills, improving the overall health of your brain, and increasing concentration. And results from a study in the Journal of Proteome Research revealed that lipid abnormalities within the brain and blood can lead to a decrease in cognitive function over time and may contribute to the development of Alzheimer's and may even be factors in schizophrenia and bipolar disorder, anxiety, manic depressive disorder, and a movement disorder called tardive dyskinesia. Besides the brain and neurons, PPC is necessary for composition and repair of not only brain cell membranes, but also is vital for normal liver function. Research indicates PC's most beneficial role is in the prevention and treatment of various forms of liver disease and toxicity. And some researchers think phosphatidylcholine acts like a detergent and breaks down fats such as cholesterol. And it also is used for treating hepatitis, eczema, gallbladder disease, circulation problems, high cholesterol, even PMS, and it improves the effectiveness of kidney dialysis. It boosts the immune system and prevents aging. As if that's not enough. Wait, there's more. (laughs) 
PC <laughs> inhibits pro-inflammatory substances and it's beneficial for those suffering from ulcerative colitis. The term phosphatidylcholine is sometimes used interchangeably with lecithin. While the two are different, choline is a component of phosphatidylcholine, which is a component of lecithin. And although closely related, these terms are not the same. When supplementing with phosphatidylcholine, I recommend PPC by phoscol. Uh, this uh, poly, uh, polyenal phosphatidylcholine, dang, that's a long word. Let's just call it PPC versus PC is considered more bioavailable than other PCs or lecithin. Three a day will give you 900 milligrams, and that's a boost for your brain, your heart, your nerves, your liver, while keeping you young with well-nourished cells. <laughs> so what's not to like about that? Boy, isn't that the truth. I say that PPC is my new BFF. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Well, now it's time for the burning question where we answer those important health questions that you, the listeners, send in to us. It's important to note that any diagnosis of disease can only be provided by your medical doctor or other licensed healthcare professional. None of the information we present is intended for the diagnosis or treatment of disease. And today's burning question was submitted by who, Radia? Well, Patricia from Seattle says, I see this drink kombucha everywhere. It's in coffee shops. It's even in mini-marts. I've heard it's good for you. Can, can you tell me why and what it is? Well, Kombucha is a great tasting fermented beverage made from a mushroom culture. When combined with black tea and organic sugar, it produces a colony of live, healthy bacteria, beneficial yeasts, beneficial acids, enzymes, antioxidants, amino acids, and polyphenols. And that's because when your intestinal flora thrives, you can too. Good intestinal flora helps prevent bloating, gas, and yeast overgrowth by controlling the pH level or acidity of the intestines. And friendly microbes also help prevent disease in several ways. They deprive invaders of nutrients and secrete acids that less friendly uh, microbes don't tolerate well. So they also reinforce the mucosal barrier of the intestine. And healthy mucus blocks dangerous pathogens, toxins, and allergens and helps the immune system learn which ones are not safe. So research has shown that kombucha probiotic drink may, one, improve digestion. Research has shown kombucha's ability to prevent and heal leaky gut, GERD, uh, and stomach ulcers. And also because kombucha contains live probiotic cultures, it helps the gut to repopulate the good bacteria while crowding out candida yeast, which may um, also help fight candida overgrowth. It has been shown to improve metabolism and limits fat accumulation, and it's also credited to the formation of iron from black tea. It also contains some caffeine, although in very small amounts, and B vitamins to increase energy. And kombucha has been seen in some studies to counteract liver cell toxicity. It's been clinically proven to decrease oxidative stress and related immunosuppression. And the powerful antioxidant vitamin C present, pre present in kombucha protects against cell damage, inflammatory disease, tumors, and overall depression of the immune system. Kombucha is loaded with glucosamines, which increase synovial hyaluronic acid production. And this supports the preservation of collagen and prevents arthritic pain. 
It also reduces joint pain. And finally, research has shown that glucaric acid found in kombucha reduced the risk of some cancers in humans. So, you know, you asked me, or oftentimes our listeners ask, what's your favorite? And to be honest, I don't care for the taste of most kombuchas, with the exception of one, and that's called Buddha's Brew. And the brewmaster, she got it down. Well, what about the sugar, though? Well, yes, it has sugar in it. It has 14 grams, to be exact, and that's what feeds the good live bacteria. It has 55 calories per 8 ounce. Um, for an eight ounce serving, but consider this, you know, a can of Coke is 40 grams of sugar and 150 calories per eight ounce of pure chemicals and has no beneficial properties unless your goal is to fast track to the grave. But even, you know, like a V8 splash, which is a fruit drink, that has 30 grams of sugar and is 120 calories of high fructose corn syrup and sucrose. It's pure junk. So pay close attention to what they call live culture viability. They should have lab verification of at least 19 plus billion cultures per 16 ounces. Many breweries focus on intense carbonation, which at certain high levels reduces the live culture significantly. Well, I hope that answers your question about kombucha. And remember, Booter's Brew is my favorite. But you can submit your own burning question by sending it to um, us at the Wellness Connection AHI at gmail.com. That's the Wellness Connection AHI at gmail.com. And tune in every week to hear if your question's being answered on the air. We'll be right back with important information about drug-induced nutrient depletion and our health freedom update after a brief message from our sponsor. You're listening to The Wellness Connection on Voice America Digital Radio Network. Do you have trouble with nervousness, trouble relaxing, or turning your brain off at night to fall asleep? Then we may have a natural solution just for you. Calming Cream from Neurobiologics, created by a leading neurosurgeon, provides five essential ingredients to help relax the neurotransmitters of the brain. Who wouldn't want to relax or wind down with a great smelling lotion? Visit neurobiologics.com or coffeewithdrstewart.com for details. Neurobiologics, we are changing lives one formula at a time. You're listening to The Wellness Connection. If you have a question or comment for Peter Aradia, please send it via email to thewellnessconnectionahi at gmail.com. That's thewellnessconnectionahi at gmail.com. Now, let's return to this week's show. Welcome back to The Wellness Connection. This week's drug-induced nutrient depletion update features... Well, Peter... Today, I want to mix it up a bit and talk about this subject in general. Drug-induced nutrient depletion is a separate issue from drug-supplement interaction. Drug-supplement interaction occurs when a drug or supplement impacts drug-metabolizing enzymes, such as the uh, cytochrome P450 system, and either increases or decreases levels of drugs. For example, when the anticoagulant uh, anticoagulant warfarin is combined with a supplement like polycosinols, that has an antiplatelet effect. 
and there's an increased risk of bleeding. However, some prescription and over-the-counter drugs have the potential to change physiology in a way that might change how the body utilizes certain nutrients or change biochemical pathways involved in nutrient synthesis or activation, resulting in nutrient deficiencies over time. For example, a drug that inhibits a nutrient precursor such as statin drugs affect the metabolic pathway of cholesterol by blocking the activity of HMG-CoA, an enzyme that's required to manufacture cholesterol in the body. This action also depletes the body of coenzyme Q10, which requires HMG-CoA for its production. This has a serious negative impact on muscle and heart health. Another factor to consider is unintended consequences of drug use regarding nutrient depletion. And many drugs, such as stimulants, such as Ritalin and Adderall, for example, are prescribed for attention deficit disorder. But these can reduce appetite, thus, in turn, decrease the intake of beneficial nutrients. That's right. Some antidepressants also tend to have this appetite-reducing effect. Some drugs can deplete nutritional status by increasing the desire for unhealthy foods, such as refined carbohydrates. And many of the neuroleptics, those are the antipsychotic drugs, and some antidepressants cause insulin resistance or metabolic syndrome with results in bl resulting blood sugar swings. So patients then crave simple carbohydrates, and such as sugar, bread, and pasta. Steroid drugs, for example, including those given uh, by an inhaler, can create similar issues as well. So weight loss drugs and cholesterol-lowering medication uh, similarly bind to fats, preventing them from being absorbed. Drugs that treat uh, acid reflux or heartburn raise the pH environment of the upper GI tract, which reduces absorption of needed vitamins and minerals. This is especially problematic among the elderly who often are already low in stomach acid. That's right, and nutrients are essential to the metabolic activities of every cell in the body, and they're used up in the process and need to be replaced by new nutrients in food or supplements. And some drugs deplete nutrients by speeding up this metabolic rate. These drugs include antibiotics, including penicillin and genomycin, and steroids such as prednisone, and the gout medication colchicine. 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 There you go. <laughs> I, asked my, I asked my pharmacist today how to pronounce that word, and she said, you just have to say it fast <laughs> and sound like you know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, at any rate, if you purchase these drugs, even over the counter, be sure and talk to a qualified pharmacist or wellness consultant to help you with finding the right supplement and dosage to complement your drug prescription. And now it's time for our health freedom segment. And each week during this segment, we'll be talking with renowned experts and advocates about our most precious right, the right to bodily integrity the right to decide what we put into our bodies and how to care for them. Some of us call that health freedom. Today's returning special guest is attorney and activist Jim Turner. He's a principal in the law firm Swankin and Turner and represents businesses as well as individuals and consumer groups in a wide variety of regulatory matters concerning food, drug, health, environmental, and product safety matters. He has appeared before every major consumer regulatory agency, including the Food and Drug Administration, the Environmental Protection Agency, 
Consumer Product Safety Commission and Federal Trade Commission, as well as the Department of Agriculture and the National Institutes of Health. Jim has served as special counsel to the Senate Select Committee on Food, Nutrition, and Health, and to the Senate Government Operations Subcommittee on Government Research. He's also been a policy consultant to major corporations in the food, pharmaceutical, and telecommunications industries, including such companies as Kraft Foods, the Quaker Oats Company, Hoffman LaRoche, and AT&T. He was the lead attorney on the successful petition to the FDA to reclassify acupuncture needles from class three to class two medical devices, permitting their legal importation and distribution. He's a graduate of the Ohio State University School of Law. Jim, welcome to the Wellness Connection. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be back. Well, Jim, we're glad to have you back. And, uh, you know, you and your team have been working hard on a plan to roll back the effort to uh, deploy widespread 5G EMF technology. Uh, could you share with our listeners how is that effort progressing? Well, it's moving along quite nicely. We have uh, a fairly uh, uh, strong across-the-country grassroots movement uh, raising serious questions about uh, 5G, the uh, Federal Communications Commission, and its uh, interlocking relationship with the uh, telecommunication industry. Uh, the uh, FCC uh, slipped through a regulation to, uh, just toward the end of last year, uh, which a, a number, quite a number of cities are opposing. Uh, it's in court now. In the Ninth Circuit, uh, the very heavy case there, there are many actions going along around in the state legislatures and city councils across the country. It's, uh, it's a pretty full-blown grassroots movement, and uh, there's a lot of legal power being brought to bear. Um, the, um, uh, the whole effort on the part of the telecommunications industry and the, uh, the new uh, information technologies to uh, permeate our society with the 5G is, uh, is a big, big, big force, but... Uh, the communities are starting to organize against it. So, Jim, tell our listeners uh, why this organization is working against it and what's the big concern uh, health-related. We talked about this earlier, but I want to update our listeners on what's the issue with 5G. Well, one of the things that you said at the outset was the right of the individual to control uh, their, what uh, uh, comes into their body. Uh, I think there's also a right to keep out uh, certain things, and what's happening is uh, the uh, the basically the unbridled effort to use uh, uh, EMF uh, electromagnetic frequencies to communicate uh, with uh, uh, with wireless communications is just spreading uh, like a, a, a huge um, it's like a, a it's like a beehive of of uh, energy going into everybody's house and their bodies themselves. And in fact, uh, if this thing is rolled out completely the way they talk about rolling it out, uh, we'll have as much uh, EMF focused on our living rooms uh, as the American embassy had when the Russians were using EMF as a weapon back in the, in the 60s. And the, uh, someone is using against the American embassy in Cuba right now. Matter of fact, it'll be about five times that amount. And none of that has been examined for safety. Uh, we do have a lot of indications that uh, there are uh, cancer uh, relationships to this. Uh, there's uh, uh, a lot of uh, breakdown of immune system. Uh, we have people who uh, uh, close to um, uh, cell towers that have uh, serious illnesses that are not explained. Uh, this is all unfolding, and the, uh, the argument is that all of this could be avoided if we just continue to roll out 
the wired system that was laid out originally and which was supposed to be the case until the telecommunications industry organized and uh, basically um, uh, basically cut it off at the knees and stopped the wireless from coming from the towers to the home. Wow. So what obstacles have you encountered so far? Well, well you know, the uh, basic unlimited economic resources that these guys have uh, – uh, one of the things that the um, one of the things that the industry did was um, the um, uh, wired uh, network uh, is a public network, and therefore ratepayers put money in to to build it, and uh, they built it across the country as far as the uh, towers are concerned. Uh, then they did not build it uh, from the towers to the home, uh, and the way what happened is that the wireless companies began to accumulate money, and they went and bought the wired companies and then raided them for cash to use to roll out wired, uh, roll out wireless and starve wired. And uh, so we have that obstacle, huge obstacle of the misuse of funds. Uh, there are people organizing to challenge that legally. Uh, and then of course, there's this huge propaganda campaign called uh, 5G. Uh, 5G is, a, is a, just a slogan. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a way of uh, covering over the fact that they're stealing uh, at very, at, uh, you know, at, uh, 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 bargain basin prices, the uh, higher frequencies uh, of the uh, uh, infrared um, spectrum uh, from the government, uh, turning them around and then using them for uh, non for uh, wireless communications. Uh, and they're making up stories like uh, wireless, uh, you know, like drive uh, driverless cars and uh, uh, other things that they're claiming can be done with um, wireless that can't be done with wired. Uh, but it's all a matter of how you think about this. Uh, there's pretty much nothing that can be done with wireless that can't be done with wired and probably done better. Um, certainly about 90% of what can be done with wireless can be done with wired. And uh, what we're for is uh, rolling out a uh, wired network and giving everybody not only what we can get with wireless, but more. Uh, and they're working really, really hard to uh, just pour the money in because if you can get it out there uh, in a really cheap way, uh, and use money that's the government uh, collected money, not your own finance, not your own investment money, and then uh, use it to, uh, you know, steal basically uh, or, or, or seriously limit uh, the uh, access, to, uh, seriously limit the amount of money the government gets from selling these, uh, uh, these uh, higher frequencies. Uh, uh, you end up with a, you know, pretty big financial operation going and uh, investors that would like to invest in the competitors are very, very cautious when they go up against that kind of money. So uh, that entire framework is one that uh, creates uh, real issues that we need to think about carefully. Uh, and a good plan laid out, I think, can actually crimp the style of these folks. Well, Jim, how, how can our listeners uh, become more involved to help out with this effort? Well, I think that um, uh, uh, begin to look for uh, these various activities. Um, Citizens for Health, We'll be launching uh, in the next, within the next 30 days, we'll be launching a very specific campaign on um, uh, the uh, 5G situation uh, where we're going to lay out the alternatives. Uh, uh, our, our point in all of our cases is to say, uh, here's what you can be for. And what we want is to be for a, uh, a fully wired uh, a communication system, one that allows us to get all the benefits of EMF, uh, that is all the benefits of the new communicating system without the side effects of having it be, uh, having it be uh, wireless. And so you can go to our site and watch for that. 
you can also um, uh, you can also right now Google um, uh, anything that has to do with 5G critics and look at those groups. And they're all over the country and they're beginning to form. And I imagine they will come together under certain umbrellas over the next few months. Wow. Well, Jim, we really appreciate you and your team's efforts on this and so many other issues that you're involved in. That's the, all the time we have for today. So we want to thank you, Jim Turner, for joining us on the well, Wellness Connection. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate being there and, uh, and uh, uh, having the opportunity to talk about these issues and uh, uh, urge people to uh, start looking at the Citizens Hot site for various uh, issues. We're going to have a number of them that are uh, related, interrelated uh, in the sense that very large corporate interests are taking over much of the um, decision making for our culture. And we need to all as citizens be aware of that and start to resist and, uh, and make choices that make that much, much more difficult. Well, right on, and we certainly appreciate your leadership on this. Be sure to tune in next week, and of course, to be sure to submit your burning question. The next one we answer may be yours. I'm your co-host, Roddy Iglese. And I'm your co-host, Peter McCarthy. So long for now from the Wellness Connection, brought to you by Wave and Neurobiologics. See you next time. Thank you for tuning in to The Wellness Connection with Roddy Iglese and Peter McCarthy. Be sure to join us for another episode next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll talk again next week.